Welcome to the Now What Podcast, Episode 2, How to Maintain a Relationship with Your Loved One After Loss. You're listening to the Now What Podcast, a podcast for women healing from loss that will provide you with practical ways to overcome the challenges you are facing as you navigate the aftermath of loss. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward with confidence on your journey, then this is the podcast for you. It is possible to start loving the life you're living after loss. And here is your guide, host, certified life coach, and widowed mom, Erin Hinty. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. As much as I know you'd love to hear from me in every single episode, I'm so excited to be introducing a special guest on the show today. If it wasn't for this individual's encouragement a couple months ago, this podcast may have never kicked off. So stick around long enough and you may just be able to catch your guest hosting on future episodes. On today's episode, we'll be diving into what maintaining a relationship with your loved one after a loss means for you. Because our connection with our loved one hasn't ended when they leave this earth. It has only just begun. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast author, founder of Moms of Meditation and fellow widowed mom, Corinne S. Hawkins. I feel so official. Thanks for being here today, Corinne. Oh, thanks, Erin. It's great to join you. I am so glad you're here. I just have to say, Corinne, that I've truly enjoyed getting to know you and I really admire you so much. And after you shared your story with me, what, six months ago, I'm just in awe of how early on, really, truly you were in your grief journey and found the healing from different modalities throughout your journey. Let's just get real here for a moment, though, because while some of us, I think we can make grief look quote unquote easy. I know you've got a long history with grief. So could you just take a few moments here to share with the audience a little bit about your own personal journey through grief since this is your first appearance on the podcast? Absolutely, Erin. So my husband, Corey, he passed away about 20 months ago in April of 2020. And that was devastating. Prior to that, though, yes, you are correct. I am not new to the grief journey. My mom passed away when I was 21. In 2001, she was 52 and had a long battle with cancer. That also was devastating, but the relationships were different. It's just been interesting to see how losing a parent is different from losing a spouse. One of the things that I can credit to my mom is that she helped me to lay the foundation of understanding what an ongoing connection could be, which really benefited me in entering into this new journey as a wife still. Let's talk about mom for just a moment. I know that's not why we're here today, but I think we can glean so much from our previous experiences and things that we've been through in life. What was that like for you, like younger version of Corinne, Mm -hmm. as you navigated your journey through the grief and loss of your mom? Well, I was 21. I had Corey. We were in a relationship, so I had somebody. I had him there to cry on his shoulder for him to hold me. So I had that 
support that I needed in a companion, which cushioned the blow. But being a young woman, losing your mom, becoming motherless at any age is hard. But just really starting my journey into adulthood and really not even being launched into the world yet, it was it was very challenging. I do have a great family. And one of the things that I noticed was as time moved on, we became closer. Those bonds got stronger. What would you say you would attribute to that closeness that you developed with your family over time? Staying connected. Mm, Perfect transition, Corinne. I love that. So yes, staying connected and As we continue throughout this episode today, we're going to be diving into the connection and the relationship that we continue with our husbands after loss. And it can look very different for different people. Let's go ahead and dive right in here. Now that we've gotten to know a little bit more about you, I know there are some, there was a specific topic primarily like this connection that we can maintain and form with our loved ones. And when our loved one is gone, quote unquote, what we focus on in their absence can truly determine the outcome of our relationship with them. Honestly, I feel like for me, I can either become consumed by the gaping presence of Andy's absence in my life and others that I have lost And that's totally understandable. Or I can choose, as you and I both know, over time to form an even deeper connection with our loved one and the relationship we choose to have with them as we move forward. So Corinne, (laughs) I can talk about this topic all day, but I wanted you to share what you'd specifically like to focus on during our time together today? I I love that you mentioned two different focuses of having an awareness of the gaping hole and also having an awareness of a continued presence. There's room for both and both are important. So I'm very honored to be able to share today a couple things that have been just really profound in letting me know that Corey is still around. We had a fabulous relationship. We were partners like in sync. We were opposites, but we got each other and we're just such a great team. So as you know, the shock of losing your other half is just completely unravels you in so many ways that I can't even put it into words, you know? And one of the things that immediately started happening or that I started to think about in the moments or the days and the hours after him passing was that where does this leave us? What is our relationship now? What am I to him? Am I still his girl? Does he still look at me the same way? We don't know what it's like to be dead. We don't know like how our perception shifts. Like if we totally, you know, get like, don't see people in the same way. So that was like a big concern for me. I never had any doubt in us, in our marriage, in our relationship. We'd been together for 22 years. We would have been married for 16, two children. We were solid. 
But in his death that just shattered it all, I questioned, what are we? How are we still together? How do we do this? Who am I to you? Who am I to Corey? That really was hard. And it was the first week of just so many emotions, but that was a constant one of just feeling so unsettled. And so I grew up in Michigan. I live in Wisconsin. I have a couple of really great best friends from high school that they were kind enough to just step in and let me know their presence was there. And they sent me a gift, a piece of framed word art. And they told me it was coming. So to watch out for it. So on the day that I got it, brought it in and opened up the package and I'm reading what it says. And it says, I choose you and I'll keep choosing you over and over and over without pause and a heartbeat. I'll keep choosing you. And as I was reading that, I was sad like I am now. And thinking, why would they send this to me? Like, why this is something, it sounded like something that you would gift to somebody who had just gotten married and are just starting their journey together. And here my love was, he had just passed. Like it, I just didn't understand like why, why they would send this to me. And then I actually noticed the return slip in the box and I looked at it. And on the receipt, it said framed word art, the Lord's prayer. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not the Lord's prayer. So I took a picture, sent it to my friends, said, thank you so much for your gift. This is what I got. But did you mean to send me the Lord's prayer? And they both replied, oh my gosh, you know, that's not what we sent. Yes, it's supposed to be the Lord's prayer. And just, I even get chills now talking about it. It just that in that moment when it was confirmed that it wasn't them sending it, I knew that was Corey. And the way that he could be present and the way that things could be orchestrated to show me like, stop doubting. You're still my girl. I still love you. We're still in this together. Yeah. I choose you over and over and over again. Oh my goodness. Okay. Just so everybody knows, it's okay for my guests to cry on the podcast oh, because we, yeah. get, we, are getting, we are getting real and I'm so choked up right now. I, I told you not to share this with me until the episode, because I was like, I knew I wanted to, I wanted to feel it in this moment. And yeah, I'm, there is no doubt in my mind that that didn't come from him. So share more, share more with us. Yeah. So that was like a light switch. Like from that moment on, I had no doubt. I knew there'd been other things that had happened, you know, within that week that I knew he was around, but I needed that solid confirmation. Like, how do you see me now in the state that you are in? Am I still your girl? Are we still a pair? And yes, like, and we still are, you know, and that sounds maybe kind of weird to say, but that's where I am. I'm still in a relationship with my husband and it looks different and I wish that it didn't have to, but it's, you know, your husband is an important person and that doesn't change with death. And so having a continued relationship is so important. And it can look 
feel or sound different for every single person. So I say that because I've heard from many widows, they expect their experience to be the same as someone else's. And I've personally felt connected through dreams with my own husband and our relationship. Now, like I've had pretty interesting dreams. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm like, what in the world is this trying to tell me here? And actually I've had multiple people who I'm not close with reach out to me and share experiences where Andy came to them in their dreams to give me a message. Yes. Because he knew I wouldn't listen. I'm stubborn. I'm like, yeah, this wasn't for me. I'm like, I don't know. But that is only one way. And sometimes people see physical signs that their loved one is close by. And I think that's beautiful, whether it's a cardinal in the tree. He definitely comes and visits me when I'm having my hardest of days. One time I was starting the grill for the first time, going outside to cook for my kids. I was having such a hard day and I'm standing there at the grill and all of a sudden I hear a bird fly up in the trees and I look up and sure enough, my husband's favorite baseball team was the Cardinals. So the fact that he is showing up as a Cardinal on a regular basis is no joke. And he's, it sat there. I say he, I'm I'm sure it was him. It sat there though for about at least 20 minutes, the whole time I was grilling and I kind of bounced around on different branches but it never left me. It just watched and observed. And at one point I just looked up at this bird and I was like, why are you stalking me right now? (laughs) Like, what do you, what do you want from me? What am I supposed to hear right now? But I also felt the comfort of just knowing that he was by me. So I think we need to pay attention. We were going to talk about self-awareness a little bit today, But I truly believe that we need to pay attention to like how our loved ones are communicating with us just as much as how we choose to communicate with them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I can say that, yes, there's like four different ways that we receive communication by just being human. We receive it physically, as you said, with different signs, cardinal showing up, that's amazing. And we receive it emotionally. Sometimes we might just have that overwhelming sense of peace or calm that we can't access that level on our own. And don't doubt when stuff like that happens, like trust that that's your loved one and a spiritual embrace that peace and calm that can just overtake you. Also mentally, we can have thoughts that pop up in our head We can have moments where we might hear what they might say in a situation or imagine it. And spiritually, we're always connected. And you can trust this in your heart that love does go on in those many multi dimensions of how we can receive communication and connection. And it's the heart is what is going to know for you, Erin. I love how you talked about kind of flipping into your head, like it landed on your heart and you knew, but then flipping into your head and questioning, is this, you know, like what is going on here? But it's really the heart that knows the intelligence of the heart is what you can take comfort in. When your mind comes in and doubts, like, 
you, you know, that that's a normal part of being human, but don't let it take away from you the experience that your heart knows that you're having. Yes. I love that. Don't let it take away from the experience that your heart knows it's happening. And that is something that I share with other women on a regular basis, like widows in my, my group tap into what you know, to be true, like for yourself, for you, just because someone else doubts, just because someone else experiences something differently, just because someone else may say you shouldn't or shouldn't be doing things in a certain way. When we start to overthink, and I know this for myself because I do it all the time, but I have to kind of go back through a mental process to, to reconnect with myself, right? And just be like, okay, hand on the heart, take a deep breath. What do I know here? What do we choose to believe? Like, and whatever we choose to believe as we step forward on this journey is valid and it's important. And Oftentimes we don't share our experiences and what we're going through because we fear what other people may think or say. Just know that this is a safe place with Corinne and I here to be able to share your stories, tell us what's coming up for you, and let us know how you are maintaining a connection with your loved one. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes below and send us your story. I would love to hear from you. And if you'd be interested in the future and coming on and sharing that story, I'll be reviewing those on a regular basis and may choose you to come on and join us for an episode. But let's go back here for just a moment because I don't want to leave anybody hanging, right? What if someone says, I, I just don't know how or what to do in order to create that relationship with my loved one? Because let's be honest, not everyone had a good relationship or may have had a complicated relationship with their spouse before they passed. So, what advice, if any, would you give? to those listening and how they can truly reconnect and form the relationship that they've always, they've ultimately desired between them and their late husband. Mm, wow. That is a fabulous question. And I love just listening to you talk. You're so wise. Yeah. And I think it's good for me to kind of put into perspective because I, I did have a good relationship but I get it like that. And we had our bumps as everybody does in a marriage. But to put it into perspective, what the word that came up for me when you were saying that last bit was forgiveness. If it's not, a, was not a good relationship or if there were things left unsaid, undone, things discovered post-death that were shocking. When we seek forgiveness and we seek repair in any relationship, it has to come from having a two-sided communication. That's just the nature of relationship. You give and you receive, you speak and you listen. That doesn't change with death. So my number one tactic for keeping it open is to take the step to communicate. 
and whether you've had some things left unresolved, you have some things that need forgiveness, you just really miss your person and want to hear them, you want to feel them, you want to know they're around, you taking the step to open up towards them allows that openness in the relationship so that they can then open into you, lean into you, communicate back to you into a space that is open that you will be able to receive. And as far as forgiveness goes, sometimes it's good just to gripe and say, and I've done this with Corey, (laughs) you know, like I'm pissed off at you. This is what we're dealing with. This is my hangup about your sudden death. Like it's, these are normal things. Like it doesn't matter how deep your love was. There is probably likely something that is unresolved. So just talk to them out loud in your mind on paper, write it down. It's healing for you to express yourself in your grief and then just letting it be out there so that they too can be a part of this process with you. Then just being open to listen for the reply, whether it comes in a song, in a word somebody else says to you, in finding a lucky penny and, you know, whatever way. I love that. So at the beginning, I mentioned there's a few different things. Like if you're looking for how you are already communicating or ways in which you can communicate differently or expand on how you're already communicating, whatever the case is, I want you to ask yourself, what do you hear when you imagine your loved one still talking to you? Because I can hear Andy's laugh. And when I say something that, or I do something completely ridiculous, like I can hear him laughing. So what do you hear? What do you see in the world around you? I'm faced with my kids every day who look an awful lot like him, which can be painful for some, but for me, it brings him so much closer to me, but I also see the unique parts of them that are different and that are growing and that are still moving forward after the loss of Andy, which is beautiful. And then also, what do you feel? And when you said stepping into or stepping towards your loved one, and, and I may be rewording it slightly differently, but I imagine what I feel, even just thinking about Andy and us having this conversation, I get those goosebumps all over me and I can feel him like wrapping his arms around me. Really, he would like stand behind me and snuggle up real close and whisper in my ear. And so for those of you who are kind of going through this process, really think about what you're hearing, you're seeing, you're feeling and stay open. It's not always going to look the same way, feel the same way. And thinking about senses in general, you know, for some of us, for me early on, I would even just put on an oversized shirt or something he'd wear regularly. And I would take in the smell, which brought him right back in Mm -hmm. to the present moment with me, which was so beautiful. So whatever way it is for you, like that's okay, but start exploring that and discovering it. So I love that we, you gave them that permission to do that. Today. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I started doing with Corey too. So we had went on a family trip two weeks before he got 
um, admitted into the hospital. And in the airport, I found a book. It was Love is Patient, Love is Kind, a Christian Marriage Devotional. And I had got it for him and I to read together. Well, I think we got two weeks in and then he went to the hospital and that was the end of the book with him here. But what I decided to do in his physical absence was to keep reading the book with him. I don't do it every week. I savor it when I pick it up, but I will read a chapter to him and I, and then I sit with him and I sit in that space of connection as if he were with me. And there's questions in the back that I ask them and I ask it of myself and I write down what my response is. And then I ask it of him and I write down what I hear of his response, what I would imagine he would say. And that has really helped to open up that chain of communication as well of having a concrete practice of when I sit and I read this book, it is with Corey. We are together in the space where our hearts can be joined in the spiritual sense. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for joining today. I'm so glad you talked me into getting this podcast started. For those of you who want to hear more from Corinne and about her and the work she does, you can visit www.corinne.com. That's K-O-R-I-N-N.com. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast today so you can catch all the future episodes as we navigate now, what in the aftermath of loss. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to show up for yourselves today. And on next week's episode, you will hear one widow's story and how she personally navigated life after loss and some advice she'd give for someone a little further behind on her journey. It is such an honor to be on this journey with you. Until next time, I'm wishing you all the best. If you've enjoyed today's podcast and want to design a life you truly love after loss, I invite you to join my Becoming You coaching program. It's a program for women healing from loss where I can personally help you get unstuck and moving forward with confidence. If you're asking yourself, what do I do now? Then don't wait another minute to get started and go to www.erinhinty.com linked in the show notes below to schedule your free 30-minute breakthrough session today. I look forward to uncovering what's next for you on your journey.